Welcome to 90 Day Have Your Say, a podcast on our favorite reality show and yours, 90 Day Fiance. DeGill? DeBay? Are you ready to break this down? You want a visa for me? You go to Atlanta. Hey, Pedro! <laughs> you want a visa for me? No, 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 You go to Atlanta. That dude talks so fast, it's awesome. <laughs> He also doesn't pronounce the last letter in every word. The Yeah. Yeah. Which are we gonna do first? We're we gonna do the other the other way or are we gonna do uh old school, classic? Yeah, the classic meaning happily ever after. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then there's the other way, which I'm more excited about. And then there's like the um the pillow talks. Pillow talk. Which I think you enjoyed. I think I like pillow talk better than all of them. Is that right? No. Yeah. moi, not me. Hmm. Not me. But yeah, let us start with the very new 90-day fiancé the other way, where the Americans pick up, leave their lives and families in the U.S. of A. to go live abroad with their new <laughs> That's right. significant other. Hmm. Of all of the new couples, Tiffany and Ronald, where she's headed to South Africa, Paul and Kearney, where he's going to go live in the Amazon with Kareni, which he should because she can't get over here and they have a baby, Jenny from Palm Springs and Sumit in India, Laura and Aladine in Qatar, Corey and Evelyn in Ecuador, and who we haven't met yet, Devin and Jihoon in South Korea. Of all of these six new couples to Gil, can you, sir... Rank them in order of who will last the longest. The couple that, well, we don't know about Devin and, Jeh- and Jehoon, right? We don't know about them. So they're off the board right okay, now. Okay, so five. So the five, off the board, gambling term. Uh, of the five, there is no question uh, that the two that will last the longest will be, just by default, Paul and Karini because they're already married and they have a child. I'll give you that. Even though Paul is... He's let's loose. Let's be honest. Uh, Karini's brother was correct. He's not a stable human being. He's unstable. He's on the spectrum. <laughs> In fact, his middle name might be Spectrum. <laughs> he is so unreliable... Right. My favorite thing about Paul, by the way, is when he gets mad or he gets like an uncomfortable situation, he doesn't throw a tantrum. He just he runs he, away. He, he, he sprint walks <laughs> as fast as he can <laughs> away from the situation. So they're number one just by default. Number two, I'm going to uh, perhaps shock you with number two. Number two of the remaining four would be 60 year old Jenny from Paul Springs, Palm Springs, rather, and Sumit from India. 30 years of age, a 30-year difference, who, by the way, uh, they refuse to call Sumit. She calls him Sumit, which is a horrific American bastardization of his name, I'm sure. Correct well, me if I'm know, wrong. We don't, we don't know, actually, yes. I fact. could be wrong. But I agree with you about Jenny and Sumit. I do believe that they authentically love each other as much as, you know, typically it's like the American who's like uh, blinded you know, by the situation, she, I believe that he's not out to use her in any way. I believe that he really does love her as much as she loves him. 
Uh, I think they are number two by default, just complete default, and the because I think the other three are are have no chance whatsoever. So I think they're number two by default because of the fact that neither of them is a wildly, uh, wildly sought after catch. <laughs> How about that, Jenny? By virtue of the fact that she's sixty. Right, and she feels like she's probably lived. She's she's just starting her life, and so meet because he's a call center dude in the middle of India, who's lying to his parents, and who was Mike Jones, I believe, on the uh, call center was Mike yeah, Jones. Yeah, he catfished her a little bit at the beginning, but yeah. he came clean, and she thought he was really cute. The thing with Sumit for me is that he he acknowledges, you know, that he never felt this way about a woman before, you know, and just I think that he's just pleased really pleased that someone thinks he's cute and loves him as much as Jenny does. Oh. So I do believe in their authenticity or right. the, the uh, connection that they have. Sorry, but the interrupt. rest of them... Number three. Can I give it number three? Oh, yeah. And, the, and these are all... Now you drop, right? So it was one, it was two, and now you plunge to the earth for number three. We're getting real. Tiffany, 27. She's in third place from Frederick, Maryland, <gasps> with 29-year-old gambling addict. And who does not appreciate a gambling addict? 29-year-old Ronald from South Africa. Yeah, but you put them above Corey and Evelyn from Ecuador? I do. I'll tell you why. Because Evelyn is fucking hell on earth. Yeah, maybe. We haven't seen... I, I know what you're saying. I get that vibe from her, too. But I think that Corey is infinitely patient. I think he'll put up with a lot. Ronald yeah, un- from he... South Africa is a fucking addict. Like, he's going to present many, many problems for Tiffany. And she's going to have a little boy in tow. Yeah, I could be wrong about that. I could be wrong about that because, Change of, the bo- your answer. because of the boy. <laughs> I could be wrong because of the boy. Corey and Evelyn before Tiffany and Ronald? Uh, maybe. But you understand the point of both of them. So in Tiffany and Ronald's case... Tiffany took her little boy and took him away from Malik. Had to say goodbye to his little buddy Malik. Oh, that was the saddest scene. It was very heartbreaking. Um, and she is from the wildly entertaining suburb of Washington, D.C., Frederick, Maryland. It's not really a suburb. It's like way out there, up 270 for those from that area. But Tiffany and uh, Ronald are going there. And Ronald is a gambling addict. And like, if the kid doesn't like it, it's over dead on arrival. It better be. DOA. And Ronald, we know from some previews that he, not even previews, I think previous shows that he stole money at some point in his life. You can pretty much divide people on earth based on those who would steal money from another and those who would not. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah. That's a good point. They're doomed, now that you mention it. Corey and Evelyn, though. Corey, who's from the state of Washington, Evelyn, who's from Ecuador, she is very similar to some others we've seen in the 90 Day franchise, which is who, like, appointed her queen of the world? Right. What I, does she bring to the table? I get that vibe. And, you know, Corey's dad asked her, you know, okay, so if you are a traditionalist and you believe that the man provides, wouldn't that mean that you then bring babies to the table? No, and, Evelyn doesn't say it that way. Right. No, Evelyn's like me, me, me. Yeah, so who does she remind us of? Uh, there's a little bit of Pow in her. Little bit of Pow. Though Pow producing a child. True that. In her uh, five foot one inch frame. Or whatever tall she is. 
But can we can we just segue to that for a second, real quick? Can of I jump course, in? yeah, because this kind of we haven't gotten we've had <clears throat> how many episodes of right. the other way that we don't really know well, too much about well, the couples yet. Right. Well, let's finish this. So that which means that dead last without Devin and Jahoon involved, dead last with the last the lowest chance of succeeding is fifty one year old Laura from Florida, Eustis, Florida, who is going to Cotter, which by the way is not the most female friendly place on earth. To 29-year-old, good-looking Aladdin, spelled Aladdin without the second D. 22 years age difference. Laura looks every bit her age. Aladdin looks every bit his. And Laura's uh, tiny little friend, who I can't remember what his name is, very accurately said to her. He just called him tiny? He's a little guy. Said to her, um, (laughs) said to her. What? He I seems like a wonderful. Correct. I'm not. Okay, I'm sorry. But he said to her, "Look, like, what do you like? Who's to say that he's not going to fall in love with some younger random? woman so that she Wh- can produce babies for him? Right. That's the concern. Which sadly isn't the case with Sumit so much because we don't really think Sumit's going to be that much of a catch anyway. But with Aladdin. We're like Laura has no chance, so they're dead last to me. But what do you think Aladdin's motivation is? No is- idea. <laughs> Other than I want to be on television. Uh, yeah, he he does take a lot of selfies, that guy. So maybe he has a little bit of narcissism in him. Yeah. Anyway, we like the other way, don't we? I do. I like the other way. I'm looking forward to being introduced to Devin and Jihoon from South Korea. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll see how the drama unfolds. But uh, first F-bomb from Jihoon. Yeah. On the show, he's like, yeah, I met her and I'm fucked. He's fucked. <laughs> uh, about Russ and Pow, if we say way to uh, happily ever after, because yeah. we brought up Pow when we were talking about Evelyn. So there's six different. She's the last person I want to talk about, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's six different couples in Happily Ever After. Russ and Pow are the only one of the six, I would argue, that are of very little interest to me. Well, their storyline is so boring. Boring, and it's not ever changed. You know, it's always so been... boring. Me, 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 me. That's always what it's been. And now that she's pregnant, she's like, I want a water birth. I want to have the baby at home. Yeah, okay. Can we talk about can we talk about the water birth thing for a second? Who the fuck is she kidding? As soon as the pain hits her, she's gonna ask for so many drugs. It's not even funny. There's no way she's going through that. Well, some women do it, but it is a little aspirational. But if that's what she really wants, like it's she's she has way. every prerogative. But I'm just saying, like I I get you want to feel comfortable, but I think it should be kind of like a joint decision because Russ feels a lot of pressure, right? He's like, okay, this all rests on my shoulders. She's going to be the one in labor, and if something goes wrong, the, all the pressure is on me, right? So like her mom and Ru- I think that. She, Pow and Russ and her mom should all sit down and agree on a birth plan, right? We are not that comfortable with why you is, not being in a Russ, hospital. Why does Russ's mom have anything to do with it? Because she's there. Visit. She'll be present for the birth, and oh. and you need to support. Listen, Pow's going to be in labor. She has to be thinking. You know, like you need the support, right? Like if something goes wrong, what plan are we going to put into action? Why do I get the sense that within I don't know six to eight minutes after Pow pops out this child? that Powell will be posing for a calendar somewhere in Miami. Do you see my butt okay? Like that kind of thing. I just think that she is so, so self-centered. That is your Powell impersonation? 
she is so self but isn't don't you get that impression though that she's of course. so self-centered yeah her and evelyn had the same me 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 vibe Speaking and russ of, could not be any nicer yeah he's so accommodating and so is Corey to evelyn like that's the that's the whole you know i gotta get me one of those guys prove me once again what i'm sorry what <laughs> You know, just like infinitely patient. Yeah. We t- okay, let's let's talk about the five awesome couples. But speaking of impersonations, yes, I love your Andre impersonation. Oh, how good is this? Has this become with Libby Pretty and good. Andre? Yeah, because of her family. Well, and I love that her family refuses to call him Andre. They all call him Andre, which I <laughs> love, which is like a passive aggressive shot at him every totally, time. Totally, yeah. Um. Okay, so there's so much to say about him. One, there's the whole thing with the father, that he just refuses to swallow his pride with Libby's father and take the job that he is so graciously offering. And Andre is like, nah, I got this. I am responsible. Like, I don't need your help, like, for me to to take care of my family, like. And... Andre and and Libby's father is like, all right, Andre, you son of a bitch. I don't care what you think you know, but you're fucking killing my daughter, you some bitch. And Andre's and Andre still is just adamant about it. He walks out like I think we're done here, like, and he just walks out. There's that, and then there's the whole scene in the car. Oh my gosh, I don't have the words. It, it, I mean, of, as a woman. I, I'm, you know, insulted. I'm incensed. I feel that that was absolutely abusive. If he doesn't get, you know, dragged over the coals for this and change his behavior, then she should absolutely leave him because we all know that shit only gets worse. Referring, of course, to him slapping the, the, uh, the he phone. He grabbed the phone Grabbed the phone out of her hand. I told you not to respond. Like... And he grabs it, and then she yeah. gets pissed, and he finally gives it back. But he, the damage was done there. I Okay, so... But also, was, if you guys haven't seen it, you can go on social media and see there are photos of Libby with a little bit of a black eye, like yeah. under her left eye. Um, and the speculation is that TLC kind of used a filter and really tried to cover that up, and everyone is now wondering... Why the hell did she have a black eye? So we think you think there's a possibility that Andre. I don't know. I'm not saying punched sh- her in the face oh. like, and gave her a black eye like. I don't know, but I, th- I will say this: uh, uh, Libby's pretty sister. You know, she has like a gaggle of sisters. I think they're both pretty, by the way. But I think you're talking about Jen. Jen, the more attractive of the bunch. Jen is. The most attractive of those. Is that wrong that I say the most attractive? You're looking at me like I've said a horrible thing. No, only only because my opinion differs. I think oh. they're both. She oh. has the other sister who I think is just as cute, but ah, in a different way. Yeah, yeah easy. Jen uh, really comes at him, which I love. She holds her own. She's good. Yeah, she in at so many ways. At the lunch, at the at the baby, uh, shower. baby shower. Why do you not tell me? And then he says to the other sister, why do you not tell me that uh, she's coming? This is my party. Like, no, it's not your fucking party, dude. Mm-hmm. Who who in their right mind would think that they would have veto power over your wife's ba- sister at a baby shower? Not at your house. Not at your house. I'll tell you who. Fucking Andre does like. <laughs> I love when he says that. Okay. 
I don't need your job, like. Like, why do you not listen to me, like? I can't believe Libby's family doesn't listen to me, like. How, how much of this do you think? Let me just ask this, though. Can I ask you something? How much of this do you think is cultural? In other words, is there any wiggle room to absolve Andre? I think there is. I just am not sure how much. I don't think it's like all of Moldova is absolutely patriarchal. It's Moldova, and, like... Oh, sorry, Moldova. Sorry. Did I say Moldovia? Yes. <laughs> sorry. Like... <laughs> So I think that there are men who are like that, but I think that there are also lots of men in Moldova who are absolutely, you know, uh, sweet and supportive and awesome to their wives and, and not like oh, wow. Andre. Our numbers just shot up in Moldova. Um, here's one other angle. May I give you this angle? Not saying that any of this is deserved. Not saying that any of this is justified. However... Do you think, because remember, Libby used to, on the run-up to their, you know, marriage, remember those scenes where, where Andre would be like, like, I am the man, so I am the boss-like. And Libby would be like, yep, you're the boss, you're the man. And remember, we were startled by that. Yeah. She really played into that. So, I'm not again, I'm not saying that it means that he should behave this way or grab a phone out of her hand or whatever. But there is a little bit, there's a little dash of she kind of uh, fueled this. I see what you're saying. And she she definitely did. I think her intentions were really good, though. Like, she's trying to be respectful. She's trying to really support her man. Listen, you want to be the man, and you, I totally respect that. But at the same time, she's like, okay, once the baby comes, I don't want to work. And if you're going to be the man, then you better provide for the family so he's kind of a hypocrite if he you know he just he's he's acting very selfishly right to say things like don't terrorize me with your pregnancy <laughs> like, don't terrorize me that's uh, one of the great lines ever don't terrorize me with your pregnancy like how dare you with your the just because i fertilized your american eggs how dare you hold that and over And it's me. growing in your body. It's sucking the, the very life out of you, and you're working can, all day. Can't you see I'm busy posting on Craigslist, the handyman? <laughs> I am tempted, by the way, to go on to like whatever site he might be on. Let's call it Craigslist. We go on there and actually like order handyman service 3,000 miles away from where they are. That's such a great idea. I don't think he'd travel no, for it. No, I don't it. think he would. No. Just an idea. It's, it's an interesting storyline, though. It really is, because yeah. he is... And by the way, how about the shorts at the baby shower? Right. Can we maybe put on some clothes? Maybe that's cultural. <laughs> but Libby looks so cute. Libby, Libby always looks cute, actually. If you're Libby... Serious question. If you're Libby, and this is... If we're taking this all at face value, what do you do with this dude? Because you have a baby about to pop out of you. I know. We did, We talked about that when we were watching, right? I just, I think that you basically tell him, listen, you change. Seriously, you have to change. This is America. What if he can't? What if he's like, I love bullshit. Then she leaves. Honestly, she's got all the support from her family. If if he's going to do shit, like grab phones out of her hand and like not be supportive while she's, you know, pregnant and and then, like, that's showing her, their daughter, like, the worst kind of example for a man. Are they having a daughter? They had it? her. Oh, they had the daughter. Yeah. They had her. 
Okay, so, so move- ma- imagine being his daughter. You will not date till you're 34, like. Right, exactly. Or I will beat you. Yeah. Like. Right. Like, don't. <laughs> don't let me catch you, like. <laughs> okay. You're Andre. Impersonation is awesome. All right, so let's move on. There's Ashley and Jay. There's Chantal and Pedro. Did we talk about Chantal and Pedro? Hell no, we didn't. Okay. They're the best thing going. And then, are we on the right show when... Is Nicole on this program? <laughs> program? Pronouncing program like Bill Clinton? Program? We got many programs. Um, I'm sure Nicole and Azen are on this one because I couldn't imagine what else they're on. Of course they're on this one, right? Happily Ever After? There isn't. Uh, yeah, they're on Happily Ever After. Or maybe they're not. Where do, well, of course they are. What else would they be on? There's no. Oh, is there? Are they on the old? No, this is the. This is the one. Okay. Anyway, we can talk about Nicole and Azen. For sure. Well, even, Nicole and somebody, but it's definitely not Azen. I don't even like. He's just like a figment of her imagination. I have previously stated on this podcast that I think of all the couples in the history of this show, this is the most sinister of all of them. From a real life standpoint, and I, there is not a show that goes by where it doesn't get reinforced. What Azen has done to this girl is criminal. Criminal. From a just depleting her of her life funds standpoint. And she is so naive, right? So absolutely love struck, love drunk. That no matter what kind of sense that her parents try to stick into her, and by the way, her her brother is nothing but Nicole with a beard and a mustache. They look Mm. exactly alike. Such a good guy, though. He feels such a good kid. Nicole with a beard and mustache. It might be Nicole. They cut and then they say they put a beard and a mustache on Nicole and then they reshoot the scene. Have you ever seen them on the screen at the same time? He does. Yes. They were driving in a car together. Maybe it was a split screen. I don't know. Anyway, I'm kidding. But um, it is sinister. And now, I don't know if this is just for the drama of it, but now Nicole's stepdad supposedly gets this random email. By the way, how this random person would have Nicole's stepdad's email, who knows? But in that, he says, he alleges that this has all been a setup and that they laugh about Nicole and they can't believe, they ask if all American girls are this stupid. I don't know how much we're supposed to buy into this, but it is uncomfortable watching it. And we knew Asim wasn't going to damn Grenada. He don't want to be anywhere. He don't want to lock lips with that girl. He don't want to swap spit with her. Oh, God. I don't... He don't want to do the nasty with her. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> to kill. Sorry. Okay. Okay. I... That is an unfair question. American women are not stupid. I think that some of these guys, like Azan, and now we are learning, perhaps even Pedro, are such swindlers, are such master manipulators, that they actually are getting these girls to believe that they are in love with them and they want to marry them. And Pedro has done it successfully, and this might have been a setup. Wait, so we're now, we say wait to Pedro now? Is that what we did here? So... Are you following? I am. So what you're saying is you, you've jumped to the end of the last one, which is a portent of things to come with the trailer, which is which indicates that Obed, uh, Chantel's friend. Dominican friend, actually says to actually says to Chantal that this was all a setup from the beginning. That's what we're led to believe. But as far as this episode is concerned, it was a big showdown in the middle of Santo Domingo. <laughs> between uh, between uh, Pedro's sister, 
Right, Nicole and Chantal, yeah. but also another sit down between Chantal and Pedro's oh, mom. Oh yes! Oh, that was we got to see sit back. We got to see gangster Chantal, and I loved it. I and loved I every did not throw moment. Over your table, you will sit back or sit back. What did she, she say? She said to Pedro? it to Pedro. She goes, "Sit back." Okay, how about Pedro? How about Mother Pedro? Can we talk about her for a second? First of all, she might be high as a kite the entire episode. Yeah, her eyes are red all the time. She looks high. But what kind of grown woman says to the wife of her son? That's her daughter-in-law. I would have beat up everybody if I were there. Beat up. Really? You and what fucking army would have beat up everybody there? She said that to Chantel. Yeah. But don't forget, listen, there's bad blood. Chantal's family, you can't absolutely absolve them, right? They're, they're kind of weird. I they will came... take off my earrings and I will be no bueno para mi familia. Yeah. They came into it skeptical, of course, right? And they traveled to the Dominican. They refused to get out of the car. They were very disrespectful, right? They had their reasons. They felt they were had reason to be suspicious were, of Pedro right. and the family. Right. And so there's bad blood between these families. So now they're at a point where they hate each other. Why do they talk so slow, though? A Chantal family? I know. Family Chantal. They do. Even the father's like... I when they would have meetings with Pedro, he would talk like this. If Pedro, why? What we don't understand is what. And then the mother's like the slowest of them all, right? Every word that she talks shit about is carefully conceived and not as clever as she thinks. And by the way, Chantel is now getting that. Have you noticed that? Yeah, getting a little slower on the speech. Yeah. What's yeah. happening there? It's almost like, you know how, for me, anyway, when I get upset, my speech quickens, right? right. And I'm really upset that I'm going to talk really fast. It's almost like she does a d- the opposite. You will not speak to me this way. Good night, slut-ass, bitch-ass whore. So funny. The delivery is phenomenal. Might that be the greatest line in the history of 90 Day? Slut-ass, bitch-ass whore. It might be. It yeah. might be. I did like Nicole's outfit, though. Did you? I did, and oh, Chantel yeah. did, and she dissed it. But how funny I, was that? It was so funny. <laughs> I, I love outfit. gangster Chantel. Gangster Chantel. But I really did like Nicole's outfit. I'd wear that. Yeah, she. I didn't think anything wrong with it. I didn't see I'm wrong. partial to polka dots. Was it polka dots? Yeah, red with white polka dots. Um, but you know that was a tough scene because then, of course, Chantel walks away because she she the line that got her to walk away was that Nicole said she doesn't deserve Pedro. And then Pedro's like, you want the help to me? You go to Atlanta. Pedro basically like left booty ass Chantel. By the way, she's jiggling everywhere, right? Her booty's jiggling. Her, her, her ample bosom is jiggling all over Santo Domingo. Oh my God, the girl. Leaves her by herself, right? For, yeah. like, for like a thousand men to assault her. And that's wrong in a foreign country where she doesn't know the lay of the land. Not to mention the latest things we've heard out of the Dominican Republic. Not necessarily True. the greatest place on earth these days. So that was wrong. And then in the end, he goes and sleeps at his mom's house. Stuff. He's a... He's... Pedro's being a bitch. <laughs> you couldn't wait to say that? Pedro's being a bitch. Speaking of uh, being a bitch... <gasps> No. Oh, no, yes. 
What's up with your girl, Larissa? She's having a tough time. Slot machine really bothers her that much? She's just, you know when you're like irked and you've built up resentment and so now every little thing triggers you. So yeah, she wants to fucking, she fucking, fucking wants to get even. She's fucking just looking around. She sees that slot machine and she's like, and that fucking slot machine, get the fuck out of here. I put it in the garage. I fucking hate everyone. Arr. <laughs> Uh, I think the the best part of that storyline was that Colty finally lost it. He finally showed some emotion, right? Like we've talked on this podcast before about everything. Monotone, psycho. This is him angry. This is him happy. This is him sad. This is him surprised. This is him forlorn, right? It's all the same tone. And then all of a sudden he lost his shit. I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I gotta pay my bills. I gotta pay her bills. I gotta pay my mama's bills. I gotta pay everybody's bills. Bills, bills, bills. Telephone bills, <laughs> automobiles. Pay my telephone bills. <laughs> pay my automobiles. Dun, 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 okay, dun, okay. Dun, okay. You're getting carried away. Okay. You get the idea. So Colty lost his, he, he's lost his mind. And I have always been on Team Colty over Larissa because I think what? she is but shit crazy. No, um, you can't you, wait. How, but she got arrested again. How? How? Come on. You know what? She Quit post- defending her ass. This is what she posted recently. Okay, she's like, listen. Uh, however long she's been in the U.S., what was it? Two years, one year, two arrests. You know, six, seven months living with my friend zero rest, you know, four or five months with my new boyfriend, zero rest, mm-hmm. like uh, living 30 years in Brazil, zero rest. Okay. Right. It was a high pressure cooker situation for her. Colty is not a fucking awesome guy. Oh, well, you're okay. Right, you're right about He's that. He's a little bitch ass who promised her, Hey, I want a sexy Brazilian woman. You're going to come here and sex me every night, 10 oh, times a disgusting. night. And, and I'm, you want your, to get your hair done? Oh, no. Disgusting. Like what? If, what? 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 Ow! Sorry. <laughs> a girl needs to get her hair done. Can I? Can I just say something? You're right about this. Colty got her phone deactivated. Now let me just say this: If I'm in a fight with somebody, and it even occurs to them to deactivate, first of all, it has to occur to you in the middle of that fight to deactivate the other person's phone. That is some sinister shit right there. Because you are essentially cutting off their lifeline. Exactly. So Of course you went nuts. I get it. In that respect, I get it. And he also probably felt that he could do it or rationalize that he should do it because he pays for that phone bill, right? And so when you are in a position where you don't have your own financial independence and you're under someone's financial thumb and they make such a really like such a mean move like that. I mean, a mean move. It's yeah. A mean move. Then you feel like you've lost all control. Of course yeah. you're gonna lose control. You're gonna go nuts. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. How are they? St- like, are they really still together in real life or no? No. They're donezo. Yeah. She has a new man. Yeah. They oh, does she have a new man? Part. Yeah, they're fully divorced. Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, that's right. Because he's okay. been gallivanting right. all the time. So day. here's the thing. What would right? you do if you saw Colty around Vegas? You'd lose your mind. I wouldn't. You'd be like, oh my God. Oh my God, oh my God so it's Colty. No, you would not in that way. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? I'm just saying, you'd be like, oh my God, it's Colty. Oh my God, it's Colty. No, you would be like, oh my God, it's Colty. No, I wouldn't be. I'd be like, look at that dude. Okay. Fucking looks like Colty. So, 
okay, here's the common thread, right? Between all of these couples, Libby and Andre, wait, Larissa, wait, Larissa and Colty, mm-hmm. Chantal and Pedro, um, Russ and Powell also. Between all of these couples, it's always there's always a third party, right? That creates the conflict or that there's a conflict around, right? Uh, like uh, Colty's mom, like Larissa's like, we live with her, his mom. It's so stupid. Like, I, mm-hmm. I hate that we do that. And, you know, Chantal and Pedro's families hate each other and mm-hmm. there's conflict between the families mm-hmm. and on nobody in Libby's family likes Andre. It's a conflict. But there is no conflict like that between Ashley and Jay. It's almost Ooh, as if... Excellent they're point. so Dubai. And they're so um, toxic just as they are. Great point. Great point. Thank you. Um, You're right. Even in Nicole and Azan's case and Russ and Pow's, you could argue that there's third parties involved. Yeah, Pow thinks that Russ's family doesn't. In fact, in most of these, there's third parties involved. But Ashley and Jay, you're right, is this, they just stand on their own in conflict. And then uh, Jay's sister Poochie came to town with his brother and Poochie's little girl. Poochie and her purple lipstick. Poochie, where's the purple Who, lipstick? Poochie, honestly, she was so sound-minded. She really and was. Yep. I, yeah, I like she had, she was, she was, even though they were fighting right in front of her and she was uncomfortable, she, you know, didn't make it worse. She's like, well, it makes me sad that you guys are not in a good place. And I hope it's the next time I come back. Uncomfortable for me. Yeah. yeah. She was just honest and she was there for like, she wasn't, you know, just siding with Jay because he was her brother. She was like there for Ashley. She was a really, really great kind of voice to have in their conflict. But, but here's it, the thing. Oh, I know. I, okay, you say. First. Is it because I'm not sure we're going to say the same thing? Okay. But is it because this is contrived bullshit that they don't have? They, you know, they don't need or they haven't used a family member or a third party to introduce conflict. You know, this whole idea, like maybe he did go on Tinder and, and talk to other, no, actually he did because she has the screenshots. I want to stick my penis They're just toxic. They're just so stupid, their whole. Well, here's the thing what I was going to say. And here's another thing, DeGill. You know, somebody was like, you can't just not talk about a couple just because you don't like them. Like, yeah, oh, I can. Oh, somebody said that to you on, uh, on uh, Instagram or something? I cannot talk about them because they're fucking toxic. <laughs> I love that you didn't appreciate that comment. Um, you, well, you, it's not you, the reason that you said you weren't going to talk about them is because if they're fake and you know them to be fake, then you should Why exercise the right to talk that's about right. it. Right. So whoever said that, that's you know, that's what you meant by that. But Ashley and Jay, what I was going to say was, let's just take it at face value. Let's say it's for reals, right? And let's say then that. Pooch came in. Pooch came in, right? And you're right. She was very objective about it. And what was clear is that Jay didn't tell the whole story, right? And Pooch was like, I didn't know about that. I didn't know that you stuck your, you're trying to stick your penis in some other girl's holes and stuff. Oh, to kill. So she didn't get the full story, right? She got the bullshit Jay story. And so when she found that out, she was very much on Ashley's side. Right. Now, if Ashley was a decent human being and a smart human being, you know what she would have done at that point? She would have taken the moral high ground and just let the events play out. But nope, Ashley can't do that. Ashley's got to go stick it to Jay right in front of the pooch. And that was very... Immature. Yes. And um, Ashley is 
she has some anger problems. Oh, she does. Yeah. So she yeah. was. It's very hard for her to let it go, and it's almost like okay, listen. It's difficult. It's very, very hurtful. It's heartbreaking if your guy steps out on you, okay? But she almost has this reaction. Like, like if you're that hurt, then dump his ass. But it's almost like she has this reaction that says, how dare you do that to me? That's right. Me. Ashley from Ashley Mechanicsburg, from Mechanicsburg. Exactly. I am the shit. Yes. And uh, I'm going to torture you for a long time. I don't know when I'm going to stop because I'm just going to show you you I'm the shit. And you and I argue about this sometimes because I think, yeah, like she's done it so long that she has no moral high ground anymore. And Jay should be at this point. If I were Jay, I would I would be like, look, we're even at this point. Well, that's what he's kind of saying. He's like, listen, I know I did wrong. But like, at what point am I going to? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, if she can't let it go, not let it go fully, like you're going to get triggered and you're going to have feelings and you can talk about it, but you have to be constructive, right? She's just putting him down and making him feel like shit, making him look bad in front of his family. Like if you want any chance at a successful relationship, then that's not the way to go about it. And clearly she knows this now because they are no longer together. Apparently she's going on some women's retreat to try and heal from this. I love, I love when the women go on their retreats, whether it's uh, Ashley or whether it's Chantel, to quote, let loose, unquote. I love how that's like, we don't let loose. No, not that kind of. We're let no, loose. They went on a girls trip to girls New York. Time, let loose. <laughs> so we did, we let loose. The guys are so stifling. Even though we really love them so much, we can't deal without them. But we're let loose. Gil, don't yeah, hold sorry. back. No, she's going on some kind of healing retreat. Oh. Like the opposite of that. Which, which brings us to Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk. Who's your fave? Can I say about Pillow Talk? I love them all. This is why I love Pillow Talk so much. Well, with the exception, uh, no, Darcy and Stacy, I don't love that much. They're not that clever. They're not that clever. Yeah. But it's still interesting to just observe them because like, they're always in full glam. Full glam. And they kind of eat like shit. They do. <laughs> they, they're in full glam on their bed. They Eating can't... wings and candy. And... Yeah. That's the, part of, that's the part that's interesting about them is that they're in full glam. Right. They can't. It's like, okay, it's called pillow talk. You're actually just going to be chilling. Okay, where's my glam squad? Right. Yeah, so that's the funny part. But they're not clever. But I love Annie. Yeah. Annie and David. Annie might be the breakout star of the show. Absolutely. Because first of all, she's cooking at the bed. Oh, I fucking love it. She has literally put the hot pot out there. He brings a whole f- fucking sack of <laughs> pots and pans. And she cooks up a whole, whips up a whole meal. I mean, like seafood and everything. Like there's broth, there's vegetables. I don't know how she, it just is incredible to me. And it looks so good. It looks so good. She's funny. The things she says, the things she says are so funny. David is really nice to her. Um, I love the Israeli couple. Um, the Lauren. Gr- Lauren, who I call my sister in real life. Because if I ever had a sister, I imagine her to be Lauren. And then, what's his name? Alexi. Alexi, Yeah. They are they like Alexi's so chill. He yeah. says things in Hebrew which crack the fuck out of me up. Masbikvar. Uh he's telling her to stop talking sometimes. He is just um she's hilarious too. They're both they're they're adorable. Um and then there's Tariq and his brother. Dean. Dean. Those two are funny as hell. Anyway, everybody on that show is so funny and likable. I enjoy watching them watch. Different versions of 90 Day. I don't 
know. I think we're funnier when we're watching it together. <laughs> we might be, but I enjoy watching them. Yeah. They're very carefully craft, carefully selected. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoy Pillow Talk. I'm very much looking forward to more episodes of The Other Way. And, um, you Ooh. know, it's almost like we all, we know what, how things turn out with the happily ever after couples. So I'm not like so down with that. The other way stuff is fascinating though. Uh, I'm with you. I'm interested in seeing how they go. The other way, the odds are so stacked against them. So stacked against them. So, but I'm curious to see, like I'm curious to see how long some of these last, Tiffany and Ronald, the gambling addict with the, you know, and Tiffany's got her kid. Uh, Polly Carini, it just never ends with them. Jenny and Sumit. Lauren Aladine, Corey and Evelyn, and then we'll get introduced to Devin and Jahoon soon yeah. enough. I think Laura will be the new Nicole, as Nicole was the new... Um, right. What's her name? De- Danielle. Oh, Danielle. Danielle. That was one of the saddest episodes. Danielle and Muhammad. One of the, that is the Nicole genre of... It is. I almost want to say to 90 Day producers, you should be ashamed of yourself with those two storylines. Like the Danielle Muhammad... Danielle Muhammad and Nicole and Azen, like, there's part of me that wants to say you sh- y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. That's what I'm thinking Laura and Aladine yeah. are going to be. It's too much. It's one thing to be fascinating, one thing to hate on people for but if you are genuinely affecting people's sanity and their lives and their bank accounts, man. Well, but Nicole's kind of doing it to herself. Well, she is, but like at some point, you know, you're exploiting just by. I mean, you're right. Asin's the one that's exploiting her. Right, but I'm saying, but the the network TLC is exploiting it if they let it keep going, right? For ratings. Nicole's oh, we got keeping go- it going. Right, but they're like, oh, this is great ratings. Let's well, see her fuck her life it. up. They're gonna do it. They're gonna. Pop- yeah, let's watch this bitch fuck her life up. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Instagram at. 90 Day Fiance Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at I am DeBay and DeGill. And like us. Like anything that uh, is posted like.